Happy Daylight Savings Day. Uh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. You didn't notice? <laughs> well, it already happened here like two weeks ago, so yeah. Well... You didn't... Okay, so... You didn't notice that uh, I called at a different time than last week? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's an hour later, yeah. But... Okay. It's like... Not an amazing thing. I usually just do my thing until you call anyway. Oh, we're not on a schedule. I can just do this whenever I want. That sounds nice, actually. <laughs> I mean, if well, I'm gonna start doing that, you better sit by your computer all week and wait for me to call. Well, I mean, you'll only get through if I'm on my computer. So. Yeah, but like, if you see that I'm online, I'm probably at my computer, which means I'm probably not doing anything. Gotcha. All right. All right. We'll try that next week. I'm just gonna add up some random point, see that you're on Discord, and I'll just call you, and then we'll do a podcast. It'll be great. All right. Fine. Excellent. I don't mind. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what the people really want us to talk about. Um, Goblin Slayer. Mm, no, I don't think that is the case. But mm. we will talk about it anyway later. <laughs> Later. All right. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, WCS and BlizzCon at large, right? In fact, yes. I believe that's what people are here for is for the WCS Global Finals at BlizzCon, and the bet which we made involving specific StarCraft II players and how they performed as relating to who loses the bet. Mm. Yes, I think that's what the people are asking for. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you sound you sound unconvinced. Uh, I was <laughs> fiddling with my microphone and my headphones because ah. you're coming through a little scratchy, and uh, oh. I think it's my mic. Like the jack is no bueno at the moment. Um, yeah, I've had that experience before. It's not yeah, great. yeah. This is my uh, second Blue Yeti <laughs> to do it. Oh. Um, yeah, I actually had that problem with the Blue Yeti. I had to replace it. And the second one's been great, but for sure, super annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. So <laughs> oh, we have a lot to talk about. We also have patch notes because they released those the day after we did the last one, as is tradition. As is tradition, yes. Yes. Like maybe to the point that if we know that there are – how do we know there are going to be patch notes? We can't possibly know. Uh, this patch, is impossible. Patch notes always come out on Tuesdays. They do. But, I mean, do you want to do it on Tuesday every week? Because every once in a while there are patch notes. I mean, I, I, I feel like the specific day at which we do this is not strictly relevant, right? Like, All right. Maybe we'll we, we, Tuesday. We, we could swap this for a stream, right? True. We yeah. certainly could. Yeah. Yeah. That'd work out for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. And you're already going to like have a plan to do this at some random time next week anyway. <laughs> yeah, some random time on Monday next week. On Actually, Monday. they're not going to do patch notes next Monday, so <laughs> I don't think there's much of a, of a concern there. No. All right. So anyway, what we had was the WCS Global Finals for 2019, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. were awesome, by the way. For the most part, yeah. Really in- Enjoyed the games. I honestly kind of felt like the games from the round of 16 were better. 
overall. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's fair, but definitely some amazing stuff happened in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the final series. Final series, bit of a letdown, but we'll get there in a minute. Mm -hmm. So basically uh, what we did is we each chose two players in the quarterfinals and tried to decide uh, whose players would make it the furthest in the bracket and the player person whose player or players made it the furthest would win the bet. Mm -hmm. So as is tradition, Somicron chose Maru, which <laughs> I had, mm, yeah. once again did not go well. Yeah, I went as bad as expected. Same kind of result as last year in the playoffs. Solid three, well, getting three yard. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, just, I don't... You think he'll pick it up next year? I think 2020 is once again the year of Maru. Uh, I'm thinking he suffers terribly from jet lag. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because the games that were played in Korea, he played well enough to qualify for the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then he I goes mean, to California and he's given a day to like set his sleep schedule, and then he has to play like all the like all the global final games were done in a single day at BlizzCon. They were not that Mara was involved in anything but the first round, right? No, but correct. But, but think about that. That means they all had to probably be there. Right, as like talent, they had to be there on set essentially because it's a production at the same time as everyone else. Because there was that opening ceremony where they all walked out, which is really cool, and then they have to wait until their match, which could be Correct. hours later. Yeah, he had to wait. I think he was the last of the quarterfinals to play, he, right? He, he was, but that means he's yeah. not like obviously they had like a practice room or something set up so they could like prepare and still test their builds and warm up their hands and all the stuff that pro gamers do but that does mean he wasn't in bed sleeping it off right sleeping off jet lag <laughs> gotcha yeah yeah it makes sense they probably didn't let him go back to his hotel <laughs> like <laughs> probably not uh, well probably gonna be about two hours here tomorrow just uh just be back mm. they, they, maybe they, they had a couch for him to nap on right oh yeah or like a cot maybe yeah or i don't know the diablo immortal section you would find a, a cozy empty spot in this <laughs> In the convention hall. <laughs> did they did they actually have a big Diablo Immortal presence? No. I didn't think so. They were smart this time. Uh, yeah. Smarter I, anyway. Th there was their, uh, I think it was their opening video. I did see that they still used footage from it, right? Oh, okay. Th there's yeah. A, yeah, the footage of the barbarian throwing like his battle axe or whatever. Uh, that's right. That's from Diablo Immortal, but I haven't, I, I really didn't hear anything else or see anything else about it so yeah um well, especially because yeah. it was diablo 4 centric they're like hey brand new <laughs> yes. non-phone version of diablo yeah let's talk about that forever and you'll forget what happened last year yeah not only will you forget about diablo immortal you'll forget about hong kong which was the entire point of putting that first <laughs> yeah that's a good point uh I would like to say that the apology that they gave out uh, before the show started i don't know if you've seen this apology uh, uh, no. I read some things about it. I didn't actually watch it, though. Right, right. Yeah, it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> and Whoa. they should be ashamed for putting that out there. Uh, All right. They basically. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody else have this take, by the way. Nobody else seems upset about this. <laughs> I've seen a couple of other people. But basically, they said, like, um, who's the guy with, like, the long hair that's slink up there? J. Allen Brack. I name. Um, sure. I think it's J. Allen Brack. You're probably a nice guy, but he basically came out and said, a month ago, 
we had a tough esports moment in Hearthstone. Uh, which, sure, that's one way to put it. Although it doesn't specifically describe the event, so it leaves room for it to be a statement ambiguous mm. of context, right? It's not... It, who knows, maybe there was another Hearthstone moment that he's talking about. But <laughs> uh, he said that Blizzard moved too fast in its decision-making and failed to do what they want to do, which is to bring people together, and that they were sorry, which is so unbelievably rude of them to say, because if they were sorry, they would have reversed the decision entirely. They are still moving forward with the decision to ban this player for six months over pro-democracy protests. Yeah, I mean, they right. reduced it, but yeah. They reduced it, but if they're sorry, they can at any time undo it, and they haven't. Correct. So they did that, which got cheers uh, for some reason, and then they went into their most anticipated franchise that they have to make everyone forget and they did correct yep hmm. all right well yeah that is uh that is pretty garbage unfortunately yep huh i mean i guess i don't know i feel like i made myself clear on a couple of my casts anyway like uh, blizzard doing something here doesn't really change anything there's no way that blizzard says we're going to let our players speak out for Hong Kong. And then China's like, oh, no, Hearthstone players are speaking out against our uh, what we're doing here. We're going to change our minds entirely and leave Hong Kong alone. Like, it's just not going to happen. So the fact that Blizzard is not willing to put themselves on the line for this, I can kind of understand. Like, I wish they would. But coming from a, from a perspective of, like, there's nothing they can actually really do here. I kind of get it, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. But to say that we respect everyone's right to free speech and then still yeah. have the player banned for six months is uh, hypocritical at best. Weasley, for sure. I agree. Not cool. Yeah. And yeah. No, nobody's saying that unbanning the player will fix Hong Kong and China's relationship. Right? Nobody's suggesting uh -huh. that is a solution. But... We would like to see them have a spine. That's all. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Fair enough. But man, Diablo 4 looks sick. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Traditionally, you know my stance on Diablo games. You uh, hate clicking. I hate <laughs> clicking. The cinematic, though, was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. There's one thing Blizzard has not lost a step on. It's their cinematic quality. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. They're like... Look what we can do. Here's a close-up on an eyeball for, like, five minutes. <laughs> Look how perfect this is. I'm like, holy crap, that looks like a real eyeball. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they're just showing off hardcore. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just the whole, like, sure, Lilith, yada, 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 blood sacrifice, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. They're like, look how dark and gory this is. And I'm like, I, was, was Diablo 3, like, rainbows and puppies? What are... What happened in Diablo 3? Uh, they just had the cow level, didn't they? Or the unicorn level or whatever, where it was in all rainbows. In Diablo 2, they had a cow level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. They I don't think the presence of a whatever level makes your fan base thinks that you're not dark <laughs> no. and gory anymore. But, uh, I don't know, maybe they had received uh, criticism. Like, I'm not up on Diablo 3 criticisms. But... That right. maybe, like, the story pays maybe, like, a face surface level 
to being grimdark and gory and all that. And now they really want to go in on that theme, like, properly. Like, Diablo 1 or 2 was more in that direction, but... Sure. Yeah. Maybe. It sounds kind of <laughs> like what they're going for. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Like, um, I asked about this in the Discord, and Dead Infested Terran linked to a video Loco did at BlizzCon where he talked about this specific thing. And mm. it was like, most of the backlash about Diablo 3 seems to have been fixed. Like, all the things people are upset about early, at this point, the complaints don't exist anymore. So uh, it's weird to me that they'd be like, Diablo 4 fixes all the problems you have with Diablo 3. When it's like, I figured you already had done that, but I guess not. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm not super familiar with the criticisms of Diablo 3. But from my understanding, Diablo 1 and 2, well, maybe not 2, 2 was kind of very much on loot, wasn't it, as well? Uh, and it was what? Like, there was a big emphasis on loot and, like, loot oh, grinding. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like Diablo 3, it's now a seasonal kind of game where they uh, jump in, you do a couple seasons, grind out a character to max level or whatever, and you earn some loot and the transmog stay and you build a collection. And I can right. see someone wanting a much better narrative experience because Diablo 3's narrative experience is still a mess. They didn't really change much there. See, that's something that I didn't hear Loco talk about. Like the story in Diablo 3 is like, eh, compared to what 1 and 2 were. Mm-hmm. So that, I can see that. I can see Diablo 4, they're making more of a concerted effort to be like, all right, this is a Diablo-style story that you can really sink your teeth into, and this is what you loved about the first and second games. Mm-hmm. Because from what, like, the gamers will always critique mechanics and gameplay over story first, right? Like, they'll, they'll <laughs> critique a story for shit. But all of the complaints, like, nobody played the entirety of Diablo 3 before they put it down to complain about the mechanics, right? Right. So maybe there was, you know, there wasn't as much criticism for it there, and now that's what they moved on to, now that the mechanics are fixed? I don't know. Again, yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge Diablo fan, but, I mean, uh, I don't know. If, it, if we see some more interesting stuff come out, I'll look into it further, close to release. So. Okay. Yeah, One thing, that. again, in the Discord, there's a link in the show notes if you haven't joined the Discord. Um, somebody asked about Tyrael, and one thing I remember about the Diablo 2 experience when I played it back in 2001, mm-hmm. yeah, spring 2001, is Tyrael, because mm-hmm. he was awesome. So I went and found a cinematic on YouTube that featured him from Diablo 2, and in the comments, there were there was comment after comment about how this Tyrael is awesome. And Diablo 3, when they feature Tyrael, he sucks. And I'm like, huh. All right. I don't know what that means, but that's just another complaint about Diablo 3. So maybe maybe they'll uh, fix Tyrael in Diablo 4. Diablo 3, Tyrael was like a fallen angel. He was basically human, right? He was just a dude hanging oh, out. Oh, that's why. It totally ruined him. He was a badass, like, avenging angel of, like, fire man he was super cool hmm. yeah so that makes sense if Tyrael sucks in Diablo 4 then okay I understand what they're talking about okay fair <laughs> enough anyway yeah. boy did we get off track there we were supposed to be talking about Starcraft yes yes so anyway uh, I was like woohoo I feel real good about my position now Maro's out 3-0 to zero, and <laughs> Serral just 3 0 Sue. It looked really pretty good doing it pretty although some pretty darn good ZBZs uh, yeah, like, um, I, I will say the Sue Serral, Serral Reyna were actually very interesting ZBZs. I didn't feel like any yes. of them were particularly, 
I don't know how to describe it other than ZBZ-ish, right? Well, yeah. None of the games ended in the first Ling Baneling stage, which is awesome. Yes. And none of the games ended in some boring Roach Ravager thing either, mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's when, again, I've said this over and over. ZBZ is really interesting if you get past that Roach Ravager stage and start seeing things like Lurkers and Hydras and Vipers and spellcasting and positioning and Ultras if you're stupid. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I like ZBZ there, and man, there was so much of that with Cyril and Sue and Cyril and Rainer. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really enjoyed that a lot. Yep, thoroughly enjoyed. Our, Highly recommend our those games. Our backup players were Rogue and Rainer. Yes, and they both managed. Uh, well, Rainer managed to win his first series. Rogue did not. No, Rogue put up a fight. <laughs> he he put up a really good fight. Yeah. And I honestly think if he had been versing basically any other Korean Protoss, he would have won. <laughs> right? I think Classic uh, pulled out some really entertaining and fun strats. And uh, effective. It's not that it was entertaining and they sucked. It got wins, man. Yes, it won him three games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, classic. Essentially, if I could have a part of my soul that was Protoss, it would be Classic's Dark Shrine... Uh, DT jump in and snipe the hive. Yeah, I mean, that uh. was... I've seen this said before, but I really do consider that to be the StarCraft moment of 2019 for StarCraft yeah. Two. Yes. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It w- the fact that... Okay, first of all, it was a game five mm-hmm. in the quarterfinals of BlizzCon. So, like, you screw this up, you're, you're a dead man, and yep. you're the guy that tried to DT rush Rogue and lost because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But gutsy, gutsy, gutsy play. What I really like about that game, too, is that he sent a couple DTs in. It was like, la, 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 la. This is regular DT stuff. I'm just going to open up, and I'm not going to do much damage. And you're going to feel really confident because you shut it down pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to show a couple Archons morphing. You don't have to worry about the DTs anymore. Nope, I'm going to warp right. in eight more. Oh, it was so good. So good, yes. So good. And, yeah. So, I mean, the plan was basically actually recast this series for the channel coming up on Sunday, but I mean, Rogue, in his ZVP history, especially recently, it's like, I'm going to go Swarm Host and a few Roaches and Ravagers and just beat you. Mm-hmm. There's not much you can do about it, and I want to talk about that a little bit too, but yeah, bottom line, the games that Rogue won, he was just able to do that. He got into a later game. The later the game goes on, the more Rogue gets ahead. He's making good trades. He's macroing like a madman back home, so if you want to kill him, you better do it before like the seven, eight, nine minute mark because things are going to get bad for you from there on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Classic did. All three of his wins were super fast. Well, not super fast, but before that point in the game anyway. Right. Yeah. It, so, yeah. oh, amazing. Like, seriously, just to be like, I'm going to make this many Dark Templar. I'm going to get Shadow Stride for these guys. Mm-hmm. And then win was just insane. So good for him. Mm-hmm. My guy failed, so we both ended up with uh, one player in the semifinals, and they mm-hmm. both played each other pretty much immediately after that. They sure did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that? How'd that? How'd that go out? Also, I'd like to say before I uh, get cheeky, um, that Cyril v. Raynor was the most watched match of the tournament. <laughs> Like, by about, by about 30,000. Right? Wow. I, I think maybe it was like 25. But 
yeah, people did not give a shit about Raynor v. Dark in the, in the finals, right? They came to see foreigners play. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, the people that were present as well seemed like they were cheering pretty loud for Raynor in the series mm-hmm. that he was introduced in. Yes. They people like this kid. Yeah, people like that kid. He's gonna. Yeah. Do, he's gonna go far. He is. And the fact that he made it to the finals of BlizzCon is like, holy crap, he's 17. And he made it <laughs> to the finals of BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, beating the world champion in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Nuts. Just expect good things from this kid in the future, for sure. Yes. if he, like he He's like a runner-up for BlizzCon. He's going to be winning it in next year or the year after. Yeah, sure seems like it. Mm-hmm. He's got to figure out how to play ZVZ against players other than Serral, though. Mm. It's true. That's the crazy thing about it. I mean, without getting too much into the details, like, Raynor's ZVZ against Serral is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Against anybody else, it's like, eh. <laughs> so, it's just, it's, I mean, obviously it's a frequency of play. Right. He plays against Serral a ton. As a result, he knows his play style. He knows what Serral wants to do. He can take advantage of that on certain levels, and he looks pretty good doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, we've talked about this quite a bit on the Discord. I had some salty thoughts, but like bottom what? line, it comes down to a game five. Mm-hmm. Now, in game four, Serral managed to beat Raynor after Raynor went Ultralisks. <laughs> yes. And it really wasn't super close like the ultras came out and then i don't know sarah won a couple engagements and did a really fancy infestitarian wall trick which was awesome mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that respect yeah and won and so for some reason this inspired sarah in game five to do the strategy that he just fairly handily beat well i think maybe maybe i want to play devil's advocate uh, mm. devil's advocate for Cyril here but maybe he does think ultras in this position are a good idea, and that his trick was, in fact, like a great shot kid, don't get cocky, right? Like, it, it'll work sometimes, but if you can't reliably trap the ultras next to the lurkers, that they do actually win, right? Which I personally disagree with. I think ultras are pretty useless in every matchup. Yeah. Uh, but... Serral is still the best player in the world, in my opinion. And if he says a unit has value, I'm more than open to the idea, at the very least. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I will say that there have been plenty of ZVTs that have been won because the Zergot Ultra's out and Terran only had Marines. Right, right, yeah. And at that point, they tap out. So it does win ZVTs fairly often. Uh, Yeah. Um, I don't think that's like an advantage of the ultra being particularly good. I think that's the Terran being too slow to move to anti-ultra tech, right? Not yeah. having uh, whatever it is they do, liberators, ghosts, and ghosts, mines and stuff. Bunch of yeah. tanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear you, but I'm just saying ultras win games in ZBT. That's it. Y- yes. Okay. At like <laughs> the highest levels. So, anyway, I don't know. Like, there's a reason late game ZBZ is always traditionally. In the last patch, anyway, in the last couple of patches, Lurker, Hydralisk, Viper. Mm-hmm. And it turns into this positioning thing, and you blinding cloud the, your opponent's Lurkers, and they're trying to yoink your Vipers into your Hydra Ball, and mm-hmm. you're sniping bases and losing bases. And it's a lot of fun to watch. There's some of that that we had with uh, Serral and Sue. Mm-hmm. And even in this series, I think one of the games went there. But 
Yeah, at the end of the day, Cyril's like, I'm going to make all of the ultras against your 47 lurkers. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Lurkers with their range and their bonus versus armored. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so sad. Pretty sad. And the craziest thing was he just kept making ultras. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> hmm, Raiders continuing to make lurkers here. I'm not winning any engagements, really. Keep making, hold down that U button. Just keep making ultras all the live long day, and hope that works out for me. There was no adjustment. There was no attempt to tech switch. There was nothing. He just kept doing the thing that was losing him the game. Do you don't know, understand it? Do you know what make ultras good there? Hmm. Burrow charge. Burrow charge would have been so good if they could get on top of the lurkers. I think they do okay. Better than just wandering <laughs> up to him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Burrow Charge would have been great. I mean, Burrow Charge would make Ultras one of the best units in the entire game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they couldn't do that, obviously. Is, is but, it possible uh, to have an upgrade that's only available in a mirror matchup? I know, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they would ever do that. That'd be no. interesting, though, huh? Mm. Totally could if they wanted to. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway... Long story short, Rainer so, ends up winning 3-2. Mm-hmm. Sure looks does. Looks fantastic doing it. Yeah, he looks pretty good. And that's the thing. I don't want to take away from Rainer's performance here. Rainer played so well and did exactly what he needed to do to win that series. Mm-hmm. Good for him. No complaints. Yes, no complaints. Cyril just had a major brain fart in game five. It happens <laughs> sometimes. It happens. See Maru. Uh, yeah, also speaking of jet lag, uh, Cyril. Yeah. He complained about jet lag because he wasn't prepared. Because I had the the group stages in Korea, he had to adjust to Korean standard time and then fly to America and adjust to that time zone all within like a week. Yeah. Right? And so he was complaining that it was an unexpected like challenge. Like he thought he was prepared for it, but he really wasn't. Um, hmm. But again, same would go for Reynol. I guess Italy is a little closer to Korea than Finland, but not that much closer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. Other side of the world stuff here. Mm-hmm. All right. So what that means is that Reynol moves on to the final. I don't have any players in the final. And as a result, Somicron wins the bet for two times in a row. This is happening. Yeah. This is a bad trend. I don't like it very much. <laughs> you know what you're not going to like either? <laughs> What'd you choose? <laughs> How not to summon a demon lord? <laughs> okay, we talked about this one. I am mentally prepared. Personally, I don't. I don't know if this one's going to be as bad, right? Because yeah. Keijo is a lot of like in your face all the time, right from the start. Yes, this one from the start, <laughs> literally. Um, this one, it's it's worse in other ways. Although, uh, okay. I will, I will say I was uh talking with fatty we were doing a bonus podcast uh which i'll talk about at the end of the show and i was he was like oh god what did what are you gonna make him watch and i i told him and he googled it and he goes wow i regret googling this <laughs> that, that was his <laughs> oh, response no. right <laughs> <laughs> no all right now i'm more worried <laughs> I regret googling this is not something you want to hear <laughs> I should enjoy this while it's lost. The next tournament, I'm probably screwed. So, I don't know, man. 
I mean, considering that I picked Cyril and you chose Maru, like, <laughs> I should have won. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> should have, but... Should have, but didn't. But didn't, nope. Didn't have what it took. <laughs> uh, okay, so when are you going to record this? We're going to put it up in the same place as the last one, so that's taken care of. Yeah. But when can we expect tomorrow. this? Tomorrow? Okay. Do yeah. me a favor. Make your uh, face cam a little bit bigger so we can see the reactions properly. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm just using the GeForce Experience face cam thing. I can't guess I could use uh, ob, um, Streamlabs, though. Yeah. Because, like, you're a tiny little square, and it's like, well, what's the point? It was fine. Nope. <laughs> I didn't hear any complaints about the size of my face cam last time. Well, that's why I'm telling you now. <laughs> Except from you. Hmm. <laughs> I just feel like it would be a better production. <sighs> Fine. Spe- speaking of production, uh, WCS's production values. Uh, yeah. Any any complaints with the uh, observer? Because I have several. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, is this me observing? What's going on? <laughs> There's clearly an engagement up at the north side of the map, and we're staring at the main. It's like, wait, hold on, mm. hold it. Yeah, just the just poor, move to the left. Just move to the left. <laughs> yeah, the poor commentators are like, "Oh, that that run by happened faster than we could see it." <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to cover as best they can, but it was not great. Yeah, and I just don't understand why they would cut that corner when we have so many good observers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we have Funko, we have Mapu. Um, actually, those are the two that I can name. But <laughs> Shine, <laughs> they're both. They're Shine, sure. Uh, they're both of the Korean, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, but they're both really good, and it's like, why would you not want to tap that talent? Don't know. Didn't want to pay him. Maybe. I mean, you notice we were playing on the Overwatch stage. It's true. Technically, it's just like the esports arena or whatever. Like, but yeah, I, I guess was Hearthstone was done somewhere else. Yeah, it's clearly designed for a team game, right? Like yeah. you have that big round stage where. You know, one team sits in, around, like, the ring of the circle, and the other team sits around the other side of the circle. And it looks yep. dumb if you've only got two players. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, grump, grump, grump. Grump, grump, grump. But, yeah. Not much we can do about that. I mean, that does kind of lead into the whole... You saw... You did. You saw Blizzard's tweet about BlizzCon? Hmm, Blizzard's tweet about BlizzCon, like, their <laughs> wrap-up video or whatever... Yeah. Where they're like, here's all the great moments from BlizzCon. We swear it was great. And then it's like, you didn't, you didn't, there's no StarCraft there. <laughs> there's no StarCraft at all. There's nothing from the WCS. Yeah. Zero things. And there's also nothing from Heroes of the Storm, but you know. Mm. Wow. Well, I mean, they murdered Heroes of the Storm and buried it out back last year. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh. But still, like, there should have been something. And, yeah, literally nothing from StarCraft at all in there. Which? Actually, that, that's crap. not true. That's not true. In the, like, 45 seconds they donated to the cosplayers, there was some StarCraft cosplay. So I guess that counts, right? <laughs> no. It does not. <laughs> Something doesn't count as WCS, but... <laughs> oh, no. I just... Man, man, they hate StarCraft. I mean, just the fact that they put the entire the entire BlizzCon bracket in a single day. Mm-hmm. It ended, like, after midnight East Coast time, which is, ooh, that's just that's perfect time for your broadcast, right? Right. And 
I they didn't. I, I have a feeling they didn't communicate it properly because after the Serral v Dark, it was already. I uh, don't Serral v Dark. Serral v Raynor. It was already quite late in the EU, which yeah. also explains the drop off for the finals. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't realize that it was all being played on the same day, and that you know people in Europe would have to stay up five a.m. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It wasn't very well done. No. It was. It was really bad. All right, so now that we're sad. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we're sad, let's talk about the dedication to In Control, uh, which made every fan in the arena cry simultaneously. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which also... They had Smix. Oh, yeah. Smix open it up. That was good. Yes, that was was well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, moving right along, because I don't want to be sad. I know, right? Moving on. Yeah, what else do you uh, There's an Overwatch 2 that I am kind of care about, because all I've ever said about Overwatch is if there was a campaign to play, I'd totally play it, but I have no interest in buying a multiplayer-only game. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're going to have story missions and co-op. I guess. Co-op. Like a co-op? Stop. Well, here's the thing. They, they advertise two modes. One is that they called story missions, and the other one they... Uh, said was like highly re- re- replayable co-op uh, adventures or something yes um so that would imply this well yeah no i mean the yeah. story the story missions would be bots as well mm-hmm. uh, but that implies the story isn't co-op that that would be oh. by you right if i hadn't seen it that no i hadn't seen it that way yeah huh well <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's not. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they'll announce some things later. We'll figure it out. That'd be nice. If there was mm. a single-player campaign thing, I might actually consider getting it. Well, I'd, I I wouldn't consider it a campaign, right? Like, a campaign, I think, in my opinion, implies that there will be some variation player-to-player, right? Like, no two people played Mass Effect's campaign and came out with the same results, right? I think the... I mean, it's pretty similar. I can talk to people about their experience playing Mass Effect 2 and not be like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, obviously. But if you were to, like, crunch down the numbers, eventually you would come across a difference. Yeah. Right? Broadly speaking, right? Obviously, with the number of people that played Mass Effect, it's theoretically possible everyone had, like, two people had the same experience, right? Or even, and even the way a lot of that branching narrative stuff works... A lot of people would have had broadly the same experience with minor differences. But when you say a story mission or mode or whatever, uh, that these are going to be, like, very singular. Like, they're going to tell a story, period. Not you yet to determine anything, right? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. If If you want, like, a good campaign, I would just recommend other games over it right if you want an okay story it might be there obviously it's not out i can't comment on the story how yeah. good or bad the story is but i think overwatch's world is fairly shallow and it won't be good but that's my personal opinion gotcha okay yeah, because france has three people in it apparently yes it does <laughs> sometimes two one of them goes on vacation about every other week mm, sure yeah <laughs> I mean, that was just more more good cinematic stuff. It's just, it's good. It's fun. It looks awesome. Mm. Just don't want to play the game. 
Nope. That's all. Yeah, that, I didn't like the cinematic either for Overwatch 2. Okay, fair enough. Like, the giant robot walks around the corner and shoots, like, a giant death beam or whatever that yes. chops their their plane or their uh, jet in half or whatever, and then explodes. Yeah, yeah, the Quinjet. And then explosions come along, just in case it being cut in half wasn't enough to, like, ground it forever. They exploded as well. It's like, what was the point? What was the possible point? You cut it in half. Why did you need to follow it up with another explosion? <laughs> Don't know. Because explosions are good? Eh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I did learn from the Blizzard video about BlizzCon that uh, Team USA won the Overwatch Championship, so that was cool. Yeah, good for them. I have no idea whether they were the favorites or not. I think uh, South Korea was the favorite since they won, like, three times in a row so far. Nice! Go USA! I'd love for an American to win StarCraft. I would take that. <laughs> sure. Keep dreaming. I certainly will. <laughs> Some young talent, which is fine. <sighs> so that happened. Uh, apparently, we had the first female winner of the Hearthstone Championship, so that was cool. Oh, that's cool. I still can't take Hearthstone seriously as an eSport because there's so much RNG. We've talked about that extensively, though. Mm-hmm. And there's a new WoW expansion that, uh, I don't know. You don't want to talk about that? Like, you just don't know what to say? Well, I don't think it sold me on getting the expansion, which is the whole idea. So, <laughs> in that sense, it failed. <laughs> but but if you pre-order, you'll get to make a Death Knight. Wait, what? I already have a Death Knight. I don't want another Death Knight. <laughs> the uh, pre-order bonus is that they're finally unlocking Death Knights for all the other races. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> and the no. uh. <laughs> justification for this was... Uh, prior to the events uh, of the cinematic, Bolvar wasn't allowing the creation of new Death Knights. He was doing something? Holy crap. Sorry, continue. <laughs> right, like, apparently when you make a Death Knight these days, you, you, you're you still technically in part of, like, Wrath, and, like, there's a, like you get your first quests from uh, Arthas, right? Yes. And then Arthas kind of dies, I think. Um, I haven't played Wrath, so I wouldn't know. He doesn't die in Wrath, but if they change it after the end of Wrath, then okay. Right. He, uh, like, he doesn't Arthur... die. You're basically like, screw you. You try to betray us, and then you break off. Right. But is yeah. Arthas alive at the time of current retail lore? No, definitely not. Right. Super dead. And so apparently, like, even now, if you make a Death Knight, you're still doing quests and you break off from Arthas. But then that's when it jumps you to present day. And, you know, at that point, there's no one to, like, Bolvar's not making Death Knights, so all the other races can't be Death Knights, except for the ones that already could. So all the new allied races and stuff can't do it. Like, you can be a human, you can be a cool Terran human, right? The allied race for the Alliance in Battle for Azeroth, but you couldn't be a, uh, a human, a cool Terran Death Knight until now. Right. If you pre-order. Boy, I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pre-order bonuses. Also garbage. Yeah, pretty garbage. <laughs> also, I don't know, man. Like, I like the whole idea of Bolvar, like this paladin, getting absolutely cheap-shotted at the Wrathgate. 
and basically being almost murdered and then being captured by the Lich King, tortured, turned into some weird fine fire demon human, and then basically being the person to take the Lich King's helmet, the Helm of Domination, so that the Scourge doesn't run wild in Azeroth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a pretty decent storyline, man. He took care of Anduin when Varian was gone. Like, serious business. This guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the end of his story is like, and then Sylvanas showed up, kicked his ass in four minutes, and that's it. We're done. Well, he's not done. He's in the expansion. He'll be a main quest giver. He's not <laughs> dead. He's not dead. The next part of his story is he's a quest giver. <laughs> like, I didn't say it was a befitting end to a worthy hero, but... <laughs> okay, fine. It's not done. You are correct. <laughs> uh, who knows? Just, maybe... I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Thrall will show up this time. Yeah. Where is Thrall, anyway? Who knows? Someone does, not me. Um, where is Thrall? I'm going to Google it right now. Where is Thrall? And you get like Oromar or something. <laughs> it's like, you can still find him here. I know, right? Hmm. He remained in his palace, located in the Valley of Wisdom in Orgrimmar. Is he wait, <laughs> was considered the mightiest orc alive. Is he dead? Did Thrall die? Why was Jesus? I don't think Thrall died. Well, really Jesus died. Long Gamepedia page. <laughs> See? <laughs> uh, Battle for Azeroth, post-war campaign. Uh, uh. See, look, you do care. Care about Thrall? Thrall's yeah. fine. And if Thrall comes back, you'll play the game. Because you want to know what happens story. to Thrall. Nah. Don't worry, I'm sure he's a quest killer. <laughs> I'm sure he is. So anyway, probably not buying that. Probably not. So apparently Thrall is there? At someone's... Whatever. He's around, but he doesn't do anything for reasons. Cool. So there's WoW. Enough of that. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else from BlizzCon? Um, I don't think there is anything else from BlizzCon. I don't think so either. Uh. I oh, I guess it. I did want to say, I mean, Dark just absolutely manhandled Rainer. Yeah, yes, I'm sure. Yes. Like, it wasn't even close. And I mean, it mm. just came down to the fact that I feel like Rainer has a lot more experience playing against European Zergs like Serral and Serral style. Mm -hmm. Not so much against the Korean Zergs like Dark. Mm -hmm. So I just think he wasn't expecting some of the weird timings that Dark had. Dark would show up with an attack and Rainer had just made like 15 drones and just he would die. Right. Yeah. He I, used mutos a lot more than you would see. Just weird things that Rogue was doing that were super effective. Uh, I don't think mutas. I think because Raynor went mutas versus Serral like twice yeah. or three times. And Serral and Sue went mutas versus each other, I think, at least once. Uh -huh. um, did so Rogue I think. Never, or did Dark never go mutas? You said Dark went mutas against Raynor. And you were like, like as your point, like Raynor wouldn't be yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. mutas. Right, but I, I think Reynos is familiar with a muta style, right? I don't think that yeah. was the issue. I don't think he ever lost to mutas. Like, they did damage, well, I, and it, it helped, obviously. Well, sure, but he lost to roaches and raviders. Again, it's more the timings than the strategies. Right, I think... Like, I don't know, I, I just don't... I came out of this not liking the world champion. Uh, I feel oh. like I feel like Dog's macro micro his you know timings are all impeccable. Like no, none of that can be questioned. But he got a, got there off the back of like 
Nidus Swarmhost, <laughs> which he used it against Raynor and took, I think, two games with it. And I just do not care about people who use Nidus Swarmhost now. I like, <laughs> I watched these games. I watched him in the like the group stages, and I watched him do it to um, Classic, and I'm like, oh, okay, he, all right, that's broken and boring. And I got there, and I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I mean, Which is why I feel like Doc is a world champion, right? And he clearly deserves the game. It's not saying he didn't. He won the game. He deserves the title. But I still feel like he isn't even top three Zerg <laughs> in the world. Oh. I still feel like oh. I still feel like Rogue, Raynor, and Serol are better than Doc. <laughs> because they didn't do that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And yeah. we have those patch no. notes to read, and I think Night of Swarmhost is going to see some change, and I wonder how Dark's going to do. I'm not, before anyone asks, I'm not calling Dark a patch, Zerg. I was going <laughs> to say, it sounds like... Yeah. I, I'm just curious to see how he performs, like what he adjusts, because like I said, his ability to play other styles is still really great. He just didn't do them. He he went with what's known to work, and that's Night of Swarmhost. Because it's yeah. cheap, it's effective, and it's hard to beat. It certainly is. Apparently Storm is not the answer for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Storm isn't the answer. Night of Stormhost in ZBZ, I'm afraid. <laughs> Definitely not in ZBZ, 100%. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. made me... We'll get to the patch notes in a second. But it made me think about what is Zerg's best like reliable splash damage. Because... You can't go Bane, well, you could go Banelings, but Banelings destroy themselves, right? They don't have, like, a Colossus or a Storm or a Siege Tank that just splashes all over the Locusts. What do they use, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing? (laughs) Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. But, I mean, if they were that good, it's weird we never saw them with Sue and Serral, right? Right, well, Serral wouldn't do it because Night of Swarmhost isn't, isn't something I expect from like an EU te- uh, EU Zerg, hmm. and Sue didn't do it because his style is a little more aggressive than that. He likes to play the Ling Bane stuff and go hard on roaches, I right? Guess, Which is but he was fine going lo- late game Ling or Hydra Lurker Viper, like right? Why not go Wait. Swarm Host in the middle there? Right, why, why didn't he? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. But Doc did it. Doc did it a lot, which is why I don't like him for it. I guess. Right. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, yeah, it's... I get it. Using strategies that are considered kind of overpowered, it's kind of hard to appreciate the skill involved. Because right. it's an overpowered strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, obviously, I'm a giant hypocrite because I love Beyond. <laughs> and, everyone... <laughs> and everyone says that uh, Reapers were broken when Beyond used them, but I think uh, the individual micro potential of a Terran unit is higher than you know, telling Anidas to land, well, open up here and then letting the swarm host out and then pressing C and clicking over there and putting the uh, swarm host back in. Right, I think microing Reap is a little harder than that. Probably. Yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot yep. takes from Somicron. All right, so patch right. notes. Do you have a link? I certainly do. So a couple of small things here. They just uh, increased Viking health from 135 to 150. 
reverted that change they made a while ago. No big deal. Battlecruiser Tactical Jump increased from 71 seconds to 86 seconds. That'll have some minor changes. That'll change um, how Battlecruiser used a little bit. But I don't think we're going to see them go away or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neural Parasite is a default upgrade for Infestors. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very interesting. Because I feel like Neural, we don't see a lot in general. Like, uh, Neural, Neural, you'll see in ZVP. Uh, yeah, you like often, in ZVP. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll grab stuff like a Tempest, or if they can, the Mothership. Spoilers, not anymore. Um, yeah, or a couple carriers. Sure. Right, right. They'll they'll do it occasionally, but generally, I f still feel like the main use is fungal in those situations because you fungal stops them from being able to uh, recall, slows them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, does it not anymore? I thought they changed that. Nope, I'm pretty sure it still does it. Tactical jump. Jump now stuns and puts in vulnerability. Oh no! Wow. Thought I read that somewhere. Guess not. So anyway, sorry. Your whole point. Neural. Yeah. Uh, fungal's good. Yeah, fungal. Fungal is. I think is still going to be better than trying to like mass neural parasite. I still think chain fungling keeping them still is going to be where it's at for the investor at the very least. Uh, but the new ability, microbial shroud. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if this is going to be used at all. I don't uh, either. It, it's like, it might. It depends on how big it is. It says it's going to cost a uh, radius of three, which is about the same as an EMP, so I, I, I don't think so. Um, but it obscures ground units below, reducing damage taken from air units by 50%. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to get used at all. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, Dark it sounds like a really worse Dark Swarm in Brood War. Dark Swarm is, it's a big area. Anything that's inside it can't get hit by anything ranged, whether air or ground. Period. No damage mm. at all. Mm. It doesn't reduce the damage. It applies to both air and ground attacks. It's super great and a staple of everything Zerg does in Brood War. And this is like, eh, it's going to be smaller and still be hit by ground attacks. And it only reduces damage, really, and... I don't know. I think it kind of sucks. I, I guess the one advantage it has is it lasts 11 seconds, right? Which seems Dark like an attack. Dark Swarm lasts like 48 seconds. Dark Swarm lasts forever. Well, right. I'm not saying it's an advantage versus that. I'm saying oh. like saying it, 11 seconds in a StarCraft 2 battle can be an eternity, right? Like that's... Yeah. 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 I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see how it's used. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what's the like, fungal growth costs 75, right? This is going to yeah. cost 100. And what's their max? Like, the energy? Yeah, 200. Mm. So you could either throw out three fungal growths or two microbial shrouds or one of each. Probably go fungals, honestly. Probably, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Uh, one thing I did like is Tactical Jump now stuns and puts the Battlecruiser into a one-second vulnerability phase before it teleports. Mm. Well, that's good. I just think your ability to instantly transport anywhere on the map with no risk to yourself, whether you have vision or not, should come with some kind of a drawback. Mm -hmm. So one second of vulnerability seems fair. Yeah, it seems fair. 
Okay. And something else they've talked about doing from time to time and never actually pulled the trigger on it. They're finally doing it. They're removing the, uh, what they call the Sundering Impact, where Zealots do eight damage to enemies on charge impact. Mm. Yep. So getting rid of that entirely is a huge deal. Yeah, but they're going to make them as fast as Stimmerines. So yeah. So bad. just their base speed is super zippy. Yeah. Like, you thought Zealot runbys were good now. Holy crap. <laughs> just And that's the thing. And in RTS, I've talked about this a lot, speed is everything. If you can mm -hmm. get from point A to point B five times as fast as you used to be able to, take it. Get the upgrade. <laughs> like, give up damage for that. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, uh, I'm not familiar with what the Zealot's attack speed is, but... Like, in a Zealot run-by, let's say you just, like, ship they click them into uh, Terran's natural. Or fifth or whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. The charge damage would be eight, and that would, I believe, lower it enough to where they two-shot the SCVs at that point. Without that, they would still need three. And so, even though they might get there quicker, uh, they could still take more time killing everything because of the attack speed. Yeah, there's trade-offs, for yeah. sure. yeah. I'm just saying, uh, while they're faster, they might not kill things quicker. Speed might not be everything here. Which I, I still I don't think know. it'll be really good. Oh yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, but I'm glad what? to see them no, no longer have that damage because really, what that damage is is impact damage from them running like head first into something. And if yeah. they're gonna have damage, they should take some themselves. Agree. When was the last time you ran into a wall and didn't hurt yourself? Especially uh, at that it's speed. Been a while, honestly. Yeah. Probably never. <laughs> <laughs> no. So adept health is increased by 10, shields are re reduced by 10, yada, yada, yada. And there's mm -hmm. a new upgrade of the Twilight Council, amplified shielding, which increases the adept shields from 60 to 80. Mm. So just making them a little bit uh, shieldier and less uh, HP or. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Now for what they call new changes. So the first one on the list is active creep tumors may no longer be canceled. This is Blizzard saying we are tired of seeing the entire map covered in creep by the seven minute mark. <laughs> so, wow. That is a big, big deal there. I can just, I just have so many visions of Hellions and Reapers just sitting off creep saying, why don't you put a creep tumor out there, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have to make a whole new one to spread creep down this direction, no matter what happens. Yeah. I feel like yeah. they, like Zerg's APM was obviously the lowest of the three races, and they're just trying to bump that up by making people like shift-click their queens a little bit more. I guess. I still think creeps are going to be hugely affected. Those first tumors are hugely important. Yeah. Um, the creep spreads totally snowballs. If you're off on your first couple tumors, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, and there, I don't know. I mean, there's not much you can do to stop them from dying if Terran's in a good position to stop it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have uh, Overlord. Uh, the carapace research has been increased from 75, 75 to 100-100. Uh, basically, people complain that Zerg can scout too much, so they're redoing it. They're making it harder. Yep. I still think it's pretty good. I don't know this is going to change a whole lot. I imagine we'll still see quite a few Zerg builds that rely, excuse me, rely on fast Overlord speed. Yeah. Um, it, it just delays the timing at which they scout. 
which means if Terran puts down like their fusion react fusion core, um, the thing to make battle cruisers, yep, uh, Zerg won't be able to get in there as fast to see it, and they'll have slightly less time to react to it, but not a huge amount because it's only twenty five twenty five. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's like yeah. four trips into a gas geyser. Right. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you're on two bases or whatever, two mining bases. If you're on three bases, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that makes a big change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I already talked about my microbial shroud. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, no. yada. Nidus now, Nidus network. So they increase the Nidus worm cost by 25 each. So you've got 50-50 mm-hmm. to 75-75. Which, again, not a huge change, but considering a lot of these games, we see upwards of, you know, 15 Nidus Worms <laughs> erupted. That adds up. That adds up, yes. That's a lot more resources lost. And StarCraft is often a game of who can be most cost-efficient with the damage they do. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so mostly the gas is the concern there. So we could definitely see fewer games where, you know, 15 Nidus Worms are pushed out there. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, then we talked about the Zealot. It's making them speedier. We have the Adept. The Resonating Glaives rework. Uh, instead of increasing attack speed by 40%, it will increase the attack speed of the Adept by 60% for 6 seconds after completing a psionic transfer. Which, did you see the classic game versus, uh, I want to say it was Rogue, where you just like zipped between the main, the nat, and the third on yeah. Thunderbird? Is it Thunderbird, I think? It's that big one where you can get three bases real easy. Uh, this would actually, like, make that a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because 60% mean, is bigger than 45. <laughs> it is. Adepts took down the third hatch. Like, you don't <laughs> think Adepts are good at killing buildings. They killed a hatchery in that game. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. numbers, yeah. Yeah. So they mm. shade in, and your hatchery dies a lot faster. Or your entire mineral line dies mm. real fast, too. Yeah. So... Could see some more adept play. I don't know that they're underused, but we'll see more of them. Hmm. Yep. And, and then finally, Mothership got the new heroic tag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which Neuroparasite cannot control. Yep. So. Which, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that's fine. It's a Mothership, but um, mechanically, like, uh, not mechanically, uh, like within the bounds of the lore of the universe it's never like neural doesn't make sense on like so many things right like battle cruises are a giant ship filled with hundreds of people how, how does how does it like you need a crew to operate how does how does, how does it like jack into the one person and get control that just gets the captain yeah of course sure <laughs> I mean, people unquestionably follow the orders of the person in charge, especially on big ships like that, so... Oh, yeah. Mutiny's never happened. Oh, man, that would be a great great ability if uh, battle cruisers, when they get neuraled, they just become inactive, right? Because it's mutiny. Like, all systems are locked down. It's just, like, a free disable. <laughs> Instead. That would be interesting. Or, or maybe, like, you could eject the, magi- uh, the marines, like, they have a little life pod. Just, they drop out and they parasail down. And they start fighting. Yeah. I mean, they're on that the enemy be... team beam, but, you know, you got rid of the battle cruiser. Oh. oh. That would be cool. These little pods just start falling out. Mm. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> Great. So, hooray, balance changes. We like to see those in StarCraft. Keeps the game interesting, keeps it new. 
Hmm. Uh, there, there, there are um, some bugs that I didn't know were in the game that have now been fixed. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even read this. What are okay. you interested by? Uh, the Lurkus had less range than intended in some... Like, there was a bug where Lurkus just didn't shoot as far as they should. How much less? They don't even uh, say. <laughs> yeah, having their clue. <laughs> Is it, like, two range or, like, a tenth of one range? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? <laughs> Who would know? All right. Uh, they don't say, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Wait, there's more changes down here? I just stopped reading, not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, you didn't read the full changes? Just, like, the big ones that they thought to put at the top? Yep. Yeah. There was a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, like, blah. Mule, uh, the duration has been decreased from 64 seconds to 63. Woo, big change. It actually saves Terran's 25 minerals per mule. That's nice. Yep. How <laughs> because... the trips work out. Yeah, because 64 seconds was just enough for it to, like, mine one, but not deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, look, they do increase lurker range. What the crap? Yeah. We found a bug where lurkers are shooting less range than they should have. And, by the way, now we're making it go from 9 to 8. <laughs> <laughs> what jerks? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Now I really need to know what it was. Uh, It'd be funny if it was like, it was accidentally doing six instead of nine, and now it's eight, so it's a buff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but seismic spines. How is this not up there? Increases the lurker range from eight to ten. Holy smokes. Yeah. I'll take ten range. That's pretty good. Hmm. I'll take that. Yep. I made adaptive uh, talons take longer to research. Eh, fine. Yeah, it's really fine. easy, easy thing. I mean, they increase it by three seconds. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. Broodlord leash range decreased from 12 to 9. That's a big change. Yeah, that's uh, like a, a fourth, a quarter. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I feel like this is like a very, uh, like, that situation doesn't arise all that much where you have like the broodling just on like the edge of like the broodlord and whatever it's trying to hit. <laughs> I feel like that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen situations where that's been used to pretty good effect, especially against things like Thors, where you can kind of, like, leash out mm. the broodlings without getting quite in range of the Thor. Okay. So that's... I think that'll be... That'll be a difference. Um, mm. This was interesting. Summon Nidus Worm ability cooled, or cooldown increased from 0 to 14. Yes. That's humongous. That's massive. Yeah. So Nidus Worm finishes, you queue up the next one, and it's 14 seconds until it comes up. That's going to ruin my 13-12 Nidus play. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's going to ruin a lot of Nidus Swarmhost, honestly, uh, because wow. there was a lot of times where we saw uh, Swarmhost unload somewhere that it shouldn't, and then uh, the, the Nidus dies, but like they just queue up a second one to start right next to it, and because they yeah. can only target one of them down the night, the, the Swarmhost just hoping to the other one. That won't happen now. <laughs> It will not. A lot of swarm hosts are going to die. And it also means that, like, uh, I don't really know how this plays out, but because Storm is energy and swarm hosts are on a timer, I was thinking maybe that the uh, High Templars had more time to recharge their enemy, uh, their storms, their energy, before yeah. Nidus, but it's like, well, swarm hosts already give them, like, 40 seconds anyway. Right? Like, there was a timer yeah. between those two things anyway. 
So I don't know how much it changes. But at least you know if you kill one, 14 seconds. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. It's good for everybody else. Yeah, uh, Nidus <laughs> worm load period increased from 0 0.09 to 0 0.18. So doubles load time, which adds mm. up if you're loading like 50 zerglings. Yeah. Do you know anyone that goes like lings into Nidus and puts that in their base in like four minutes? Nope. Sure don't. Nope. nope. Okay. It's not a thing. Not a thing. Nobody does that. Nobody unload do period increased from 0.18 to 0.36. So again, just doubling the load and unload periods for Nidus networks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. And then there's Hive Tech to get it back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, just in case you don't like the changes, you can get it back for 100, 100 in a minute. Hive. hive. That's ridiculous. Propulsive Peristalsis. Yes. Somebody had fun with that name. Peristalsis. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a real thing. Mm, Peristalsis. There's three S's in that word. Uh, Peristalsis. 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 No, peristalsis. Look at it. Paris, stalus. You're missing an S. No, I'm not. Stalsis. Stalsis. Peristalsis. 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 Right, it's fine. It's a real thing. It has something to do with like muscles contracting in a certain way. It sure does. It's a fun word. Fixed an issue where beam attacks on oracles, sentries, and void arrays could deal more damage than intended. That's interesting. How much damage, and why was this not in the bug section? We're not going to tell you. Hope you didn't read this far. Hmm. Uh, what else do we have? Adapt. Observer. <laughs> Movement speed is slower. Oh, yeah. But the upgrade now makes them faster. Hmm. Yeah. Oh no, make, it makes them, the upgrade is slower as well. The way they word some of these are really strange. It's like, gravitic boosters upgrade now increases movement speed by 1.31. Increases movement speed makes it sound like it's going to go faster. But then you read the next line, down from 1.15, uh, 5.1. Right. So it's actually slower. Science. Like, wh why not just say <laughs> that gravitic boosters will now increase movement speed by just this much? Right? Why? Why do they tell us that the movement speed is down, but not how much Oracle damage is doing less when it did more than it was supposed to? These are well, excellent questions. I have no answer for you at all. Talk to you guys at Blizzard for me. I will. Yeah. Probably. Loiter, you got a new upgrade. Sure did. Yep. Found on the fleet bacon. So, flux veins increases movement speed and acceleration. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. See if that gets used. I doubt it. I mean, that might be useful for people who are still doing void ratio battery proxies. Oh, that's uh, true. Because they can dot in there. and out of the shield battery faster. I don't know. You mean after they get a fleet beacon? So <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the good. This, that's the Florencio upgrade, right? He's the only person who can use that in that manner. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Yeah. Uh, Tempest. Range decreased. Health increased. Shields decreased. I don't know. I don't think it matters. I don't either. Nope. Time Morph affects air units in addition to ground units and buildings. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yep. Delay reduces from 3.57 seconds to 1.79 seconds. What does that mean? I think it means stuff inside the time warp moves faster than it used to. Okay, so it's not as big of a delay. Right. Yeah. And the heroic tag. Boop. Boop. Cool. Long patch notes. Yeah. A lot of words. Expect them to pop really any day now. We're recording this on the 4th of November, so. Um, I think Probably there was a... Probably home story? Uh, possibly, yeah. I don't know. One time story. <laughs> um, I'm thinking. It's before the end of the year. Home Story Cup 20. Yeah. It's this month. It's the end of this month. It's the 24th. Uh, 21st to the 24th of November. Nice. It's going to be good. Uh, I like yeah, I think, I think it'll probably be out by then because they're also the uh, Arcturusk Mensk for co-op is co also scheduled to be at the end of this month. Right. So I imagine it'll be like a bulk thing that happens then. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Very cool. Yep. I like Home Story. Although I do hear stories every year about the players were like not taking it all that seriously and being drunk mm. while they're playing. So whatever. Who knows what's going to happen, but it'll be interesting no matter what. Right. That's It's like part community event, part serious tournament. Uh, yeah. So like the intention is to have uh, players come out and have drinks and sit on the couch and cast games and stuff uh, and have a good time. But at the same time, there's this prize pool. And it's like, well, some of them want to win. And some of them aren't going to sit around. It. Some of them don't drink. Right. Yeah. So it's always some an interesting event. Taking it seriously. Yes. Which is good to see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What was the prize pool last year? Two last year's prize pool. $10,000. Decent. Decent, yeah. Let's say who got paid. Oh, yeah. So Sarah went home with $4,000 of that. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing. Uh-uh. Man. Good. Hmm. All right. Enough StarCraft. Goblin Slayer real fast. Sure. What do you want to talk about? So I love Goblin Slayer. It's great. Um, yep. Word of warning. The first episode is very much like, hey, remember the goblins that are in the title of this show? They're real <laughs> bad. They will murder you and they will rape your women. Yes. Seriously, check this out. So uh, that's like, ugh. But mm -hmm. then, like, the weird, they never do it again. Like, they just, there's implications uh, and they talk about the dangers of the goblins, especially with the women folk, but they don't actually go there like they did in the first episode. Uh, they do, like, I, like, I agree, but they do go there a couple times. Um, when they're in the underwaters, the elf chick, um, High Elf Archer, which I believe is her official name in the show. It is, um, yes. <laughs> uh, she uh, gets her clothes torn off, and they're clearly going for that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. For right? sure. And yep. then the final battle, they're using human meat shields and stuff, yep. and the the orc lord or whatever, the goblin lord, he's like, I need to go back and like resupply <laughs> with my goblins, and he... Uh, insinuates that he's got more ca captives, which he later finds out have probably been freed by a Goblin Slayer. Good figure. Um, probably. It's so, yeah, the, like it's yeah, they, it, it's like a I don't know a noob check at the first episode being like, can you handle this? If you can, good. But we're also not really gonna go super deep on that later. <laughs> right. It's like mm. it's, I, I think it's uh, just for setting up expectations. 
because I feel like a lot of people maybe had the same thoughts uh, that goblins are kind of like, eh. <laughs> right. Right? It's like when you play a fantasy game, when do you ever consider goblins to be a huge threat? Yeah, and that's the same thing in this uh, in this universe. Universe, right? Is no one considers them to be a serious threat. Very few people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so I th- I feel like that was maybe to set up expectations that we're supposed to take them as seriously as the Goblin Slayer does. Yes. Mm. And I mean, yeah, which they do pretty effectively. I mean, we mm-hmm. you start out the series with a you know a random group of young adventurers. Mm-hmm. And they're going out on their first quest, and they're going to kill some goblins because it's easy. And then they get wrecked by the goblins, and yes. one of them makes it out alive. And you're like, holy crap, this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so b- bottom line, Goblin Slayer had his village attacked by goblins when he was young. Bad things happened to the people he cared about. And now he just wants to murder goblins all the time, and he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for such a simple premise of a show, it's got really good characters and just good messages. And there's mm-hmm. a scene towards the end of the first season that like made me tear up a little bit. It's good stuff. Which one? I like Goblin Slayer. Which huh? one? Which which scene got you to cry? Which one? Sp- what? Why would I spoil it for people? You're not spoiling it for me. <laughs> we talked about this. I, I'll cut it if you want. Which one? <laughs> No, it's just the scene where he's like, well... The one where he's asking everyone for help? Like, you yeah. didn't tell me that you cried at one of these scenes, and we talked about, like, six scenes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's uh, that's true. I did not mention that in the conversation. Anyway, check it out. You can probably honestly skip the first episode if you want to. Uh, yeah, you could. Like, we've You're not going to him... miss anything, honestly. Uh, nothing huge, but uh, certainly some driving motiv- motivations for like the first one, uh, for the for the uh, young priestess girl. That's true. Yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we've covered it enough that you can guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, good. So I found a thing that said that Goblin Slayer was the most watched anime on Crunchyroll in America in 2018. Mm-hmm. So surprised by that, but. Good sign for the future. Yeah, yeah. I uh, there's definitely going to be a season two, yep. or at least more, because the post credit scene in the last episode said so. Yeah. Uh, and there's a movie, which hopefully comes like releases wide to the west. Fingers crossed. Imagine it will. Hopefully, so that's good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, finish up Demon Slayer, which is honestly super fantastically great as well i recommend you watch that one a lot of slayer shows out right now that i'm watching apparently <laughs> yeah well i wonder if they'll like there'll be like a tr- like a run of those now because it, it was like <laughs> you had of the slayers right yeah like because you had sword art online and then now everyone like every season in anime there's uh, like three isekais where someone like gets trapped in a video game or something like i yep. wonder if like you had demon slayer now go- uh, well, goblin slayer then demon slayer and now we'll have like dwarf slayer or um elf slayer or something or <laughs> bunny slayer yeah bunny slayers sure <laughs> yep. yeah i mean that's usually how things work so hooray mm. all right we are over but we still have time for the nba minute 
Yep. All right. You ready? Sports Minute specifically requested by Copenhagen to be NBA this time around. So let's do this thing. All right. Three, two, one, go. NBA's Western Conference. Lakers in the top spot. I don't expect that to last just because I don't feel like um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James can be healthy at the same time for the entire season. Watch that. The Timberwolves are in second place at four and one. I'm not entirely sure if they're for real, but if they keep this up after Christmas, then um, one of these teams in the top eight spaces is going to miss the playoffs. The Trailblazers are 10th at fi playing 500 ball. No surprise there. The Jazz are in eighth place. But there are a lot of new players on the team, and I expect uh, Coach Quinn Snyder to basically have the team uh, humming before Christmas. But if they're not, they could be in trouble and miss the playoffs because the West is stacked this year. Spurs, Mavericks, Nuggets. Yeah, not, not many surprises in the top eight here. And the Rockets are in ninth place, giving up, I want to say, 180 points a game. Their defense is atrocious. And it could not make Stop. me happier. All right. Cool. There you go. NBA minute. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. And then yeah. uh, one last thing. Yes. One last thing. Yeah. For all you uh, people out there who are maybe considering subscribing or pledging to the my Patreon for the, the one that specifically supports this show, uh, there's a bonus episode coming out between me and uh, our good friend Fatty. We had a lovely legal discussion uh, about the Espionage Act. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, not something that's usually considered to be lovely, but uh, uh, it works. Uh, it, yeah, so it's going to be... It's it's already, like, everything's done. It's ready to go. It's going to be released on November 10th or November 9th if you're in America. Uh, so if you want that... And that's where you'll get it. Sounds excellent. Yep. That fatty. Is <laughs> I such, don't know how to hype that other one. I know. Such a yeah. smart man. Such a good man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. The entire reason I set this up is just to have him speak legal to me for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're into? Right. Right. I just wanted a legal podcast that I could listen to at some point, And it is basically him speaking nonstop for about 45 minutes. Um. So if you're into that sort of thing. It was nice of him to, uh, to acquiesce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, good. Check that out. Also check out the merch. If you have any suggestions specifically stuff for stuff you'd like to see, I did have a request for some Brood War specific stuff, so we'll see if we can mm. get that going. Sure. But yar, that's it. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us this week. Thanks again for hanging out for another hour of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Redundancies. Until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. And you take care of yourself.